0: This week on the Clubhouse, we continue our Stadium series as we take a look at Turner Field in its second-to-last year of existence. The home of the Atlanta Braves is moving to Cobb County in 2017, so plan your trips to downtown Atlanta right now. Anthony is currently touring the country with his hit Broadway musical If Then. Go to ifthenthemusical.com/tour to find out when he is coming to your town. Over the next several months. Anthony and I will be dedicating one episode to every team and we'll be discussing why we think you should visit each and every one of their home ballparks. We are also including episodes from my Rounding Third podcast, which features interviews with fans I met as I made my 17,000-mile drive across the country to attend a game at all 30 stadiums. There are also some truly amazing guests that we have lined up for our more regular episodes that we will be dropping every couple of weeks or so. This episode was recorded inside my apartment in New York City. Welcome to the show, everybody. It is a wonderful day for baseball. I am Manish Jane, and sitting next to me very comfortably, as always, is Mr. Anthony Rapp. Uh, Hi. (laughs) So on today's uh, uh, special episode, we are going to be discussing uh, a ballpark that is not long for this world, the home of the Atlanta Braves, Turner Field.
1: It was a nice way to end. It was, it's, you know, it's like solid
0: upper middle tier. Well, me. before you say it was a nice way to end, the reason why you're saying that oh, is sorry. that was yeah. actually my Anthony's. That's, that's, that was my so 30th. Turner Field will always hold a very special uh, place in your heart, I believe, because yeah. that was officially your 30th Major League ballpark. And it's also
1: the the home of the the last um, postseason series win for the Chicago Cubs, I will say. <laughs> well, so.
0: hopefully that's not the case by the time this episode comes out.
1: Of the last meaning when we're recording this. So, exactly. Yeah, okay. So, so
0: hopefully oh. by the time that that
1: this comes out, well, we'll see.
0: I'm, hey, I'm trying to support you here. Thank you. I appreciate that.
1: <laughs> but we'll see. So, so that I for, I forgot even to mention that when we were there before that that had been something on my mind.
0: Really? Yeah. I did. Yeah, that would have been interesting to talk about on that episode yeah, because I I did, I, did I, even, I didn't think about that yeah. actually. So that was your thirty thirtieth park, and there were obviously a lot of emotions going through your head. But let's just let's just take it through. Step by step. So when we got there, you know, we were staying in a hotel directly. I mean, uh, directly across the street from Turner Field. Uh, And you know, when we got there, there is a lot to do inside that park. I mean, there's just a lot of stuff that they have.
1: Yeah, but it it doesn't feel overwhelming. It all it all feels like it doesn't feel like a theme park. Absolutely not. It feels like it's you know in the realm of appreciating that this is a place for baseball mm-hmm. so that i appreciate i like that about it i like again the brick you know um you know i'm not a huge fan of like the city of atlanta is, has always felt like kind of a strange city to me it's so sort of spread out and and it's not you know there's kind of a neighborhood around the park but it,
0: you know, yeah, they never really did a lot to revive, rebu- like to to build up like they did in San Diego or like they did in certain other cities that yeah. that really made sure that this the area around the ballpark was kind of built around it. I and mean, we had to drive like five, six minutes away from our hotel and from the park to be able to find a nice place to get something to eat. Because there's really only one restaurant, which was like a barbecue place that you really couldn't find anything to eat for yourself there. Because I don't eat meat for the listeners at home. Yes, and so yeah, I mean, I was, I, I'm a little bit disappointed by that. But I, I will say that that Turner Field, um, I genuinely, no, you know, joking around here. I, I genuinely am very sad that that thing is gonna be going because I had um, probably the most pure, unadulterated fun at Turner Field on my 30 stadium tour. When I got back, uh, I can't remember if I mentioned this on on the Rounding Third podcast, I'll just mention it now, but when I was going back and and reading my notes from my experience there, uh, I was taking notes during all my, my, uh, the games that I went to because I'm writing a book about the whole process. And when I was reading my notes, I had just written the word fun just the word fun, like seven different times, just like fun, fun, fun. Because it was just, when I was there, we didn't get to experience this, unfortunately. When I was there, there was a drum line that was going all across, the con- all in the concourse and all that stuff playing. There was a pregame concert, a postgame concert. There was a dance party in the concourse. There was a, a. it was just, it was just f- like everything felt exciting. And they have a really good extensive Hall of Fame the Hall of Fame there is fantastic. And it and, it and spans. The, Go ahead.
1: And it's also, I think we've talked about this before with some of, you know, like the the Reds Hall of Fame. It's like, it has like <laughs> recordings of people going, yeah. this is the greatest team in the history of all of creation. And yeah. the Braves, it's much more sort of just low key and lets it speak for itself. And I appreciate it. I mean, the Braves had that incredible... Historic fourteen run. straight divisional titles. I mean, you know, crazy. But it's just, it's just there, and it and it speaks for itself. And Absolutely. So there's, no, there's no sort of like fanfare beyond that, and I I, I appreciate
0: that about Well, it. and then on top of that, as as I've mentioned hundreds of times, and I'll continue to mention, it's the most racially diverse park in the country. But that does segue
1: into why can they not stop the damn tomahawk chop? It's a uh, it yeah. may... every time. And sitting, you know, watching games at home, it would make me uncomfortable watching people do it. But then sitting in the park, and whenever anything, you know, we're, we're normal ballparks. If they have the organ music doing like a little man meh, 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 or man, meh, 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 you know, whatever, mm-hmm. the 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 music starts doing the thing, and the, oh, it makes me it makes me uncomfortable and yeah. sad.
0: it's it's when I was there, it was so you know. As a, a my, my parents were born in India. And uh, as we all know by now, Mr. Columbus wrongfully thought that this country that we are currently living in, America, was India. And so he just falsely assumed that the original occupants of this landmass were called Indians. And so as a young boy, um that was one of the ways that i was taunted in kindergarten preschool first grade etc by kids you know my sister and i both one of my earliest memories is of my sister coming home crying uh from kindergarten my older sister and the kids had been doing the oh you know quote unquote indian uh, war dance chant around her and so my entire life i've been very uncomfortable with just that whole culture in general and then just to see them take it a step further and just the the stereotypical character. I mean, thank God they've gotten rid of uh, uh, Chief Nakahoma, which is like, how, is this an Amos and Andy sketch? Like, is this, is this, that I, I fundamentally don't understand how that thing lasted as long as it did. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the, the when I was sitting in the stands, the fans were trying to get me to, they were trying to explain to me why it wasn't offensive and why it whoa, was, whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, it Are was it just, true? hey, it's just, it's, we're just, we're, ha- we're, we're having fun and it's not really, it's, it's just part of our culture. And I was like, well, yes, that's part of your culture is mm. taking someone else's culture and completely minimizing it into this one stereotypical thing that, that just, it's, I don't know. I mean, I understand someone being so divorced from reality and not fully um, understanding the history of it. And so, yes, to them, they were a kid and their dad taught it to them. And so it was a fun little thing. Like I know people who grew up saying very racist things, not knowing that they were racist, because that's once again, no one ever told them differently. And it's it's I do understand why why when it's so socially acceptable in that part of the country, you get us Yankees coming in there, or or honestly, you just get anyone coming in there saying, Hey, what you're doing is wrong, you're gonna get defensive. You're gonna say, No, this is our thing. Yeah. So right. I get it. I get, I get it. I really wish that it would go away, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, we, look, you and I, we talked a lot about Atlanta on on our Atlanta podcast, so you can go back and listen to the Atlanta Braves uh, uh, Club <laughs> podcast. Is there anything specific you wanted to say, touch on about uh, Turner Field at all?
1: Well, just, it, it feels, you know, it feels very pure in the in the ballpark. It, it, feels it really like, does. It really feels like a, a you know, I, I, always, I feel like a broken record sometimes, but when I go to a baseball stadium, I want to feel like... I'm there to experience baseball, and that there's not a lot of distractions when you're Absolutely. sitting in the seats looking at the field. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know that there's always been advertisements; there always will be advertisements. But you know, the placement of them, the the size of them, the 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 font of them, or whatever, you, whatever is in the outfield, or whatever is in your eye line, they I feel like they did a very good job at Turner Field of also make you feel like you're there to see the baseball game.
0: I agree. And from from the plans that I've seen of of uh, the new Cobb County Stadium, I have a feeling we're going to lose a lot of that purity. Yeah. I have a feeling it's going to be a lot more entertainment-based, a lot entertainment yeah. center, which, you know, hey, you don't need to have all the bells and whistles to bring fans out. Just don't make ticket prices a million dollars. Just, I mean, lower the ticket prices, even $20 a game, $30 a game, and people will come. If you build it, they will come. A very good movie told me that one day, and mm. I believe it. Yeah. So with that, uh, um, I'm gonna lead you into our my my rounding third uh, podcast episode where I uh, chatted with uh, some young kids. Actually, it was really fun. It was my on my 30 Stadium tour. It was my first tailgating experience uh, uh, of the tour because uh, they tailgated uh, outside the park there. And so I, I met some some young 20-somethings uh, that that uh, were enjoying themselves the ball game at Turner Field. They were really fun to talk to, and uh, I hope you'll enjoy that. So we will see you next time here in the clubhouse. We're going to take just a brief break so that Anthony and I can tell you about our first giveaway. I have a 2016 Baseball Stadium's wall calendar for sale through TF Publishing. They're available at amazon.com, calendars.com, as well as your local Meyer Big Lots, Stop and Shop, and more. I'll include all this info about how you can purchase one of my uh, calendars at my website, roundingthird.net. But for now, Anthony has a very exciting announcement to tell you all about. So
1: uh, we're gonna have our first giveaway. It's a giveaway contest. Here, It's very simple. Uh, we are always looking for more trivia questions to ask our, our guests for their for the game that we play at the end. Um, so if you have any cool trivia questions about your favorite team or about any team that you love or anything, send them to us, please, at clubhousepodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at clubhousepod. And we will look through those. And if we wind up using one of your questions, we will give you a free signed wall calendar. And it will be signed by Munish, who was the photographer. He will sign the Detroit Tigers, Comerica Park picture. And I will sign the Wrigley Field picture because I am a diehard Cubs fan. So send us your questions,
0: please, and uh, good luck. If you are a new listener to the Clubhouse podcast, welcome. For more great baseball conversations, take a look at our archives, like our chat with film and television actor, Joey Slotnick. In this episode, Joey relives the memory of being in attendance for the infamous Steve Bartman game at Wrigley Field. So incredibly exciting. And I remember people around me,
1: you know, when it got to it, it was like five more outs. I heard heard five more outs, five more outs. And they were saying
0: it out loud. And I thought to myself, I
1: thought to myself, what do you, what do you, please, please be quiet. Don't say anything. And
0: then, and then this thing happened. And of course there were, there's no replay. Uh huh. You don't see a replay, but there was this, you know, off to like in front of me and just to so the you left. you could see it. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. And, and you just kind of didn't know, you know I mean? Like everyone stood up when the, because when you thought Moises was going to catch it. And then, then you know, of course, a little up, upset by it and kind of running oh. around and then, but you didn't know. And so people of course around you had headphones on. And you kind of looked here, but it was everyone was standing up and there was a buzz
1: and you weren't quite sure what was going on.
0: Welcome everybody to another episode of Rounding Third with Vinaysh Jain. Today's episode, Turner Field in Atlanta, Georgia. Now, for those of you who listened to my last podcast, I have to apologize. I was pretty hard on the Marlins, and, you know, it wasn't a very fun listen. This one, I assure you, is vastly different. After the game, when I looked into my notes, uh, I had written down the word fun, uh, I think about four different times, just randomly. I just kept on writing down the word fun. I had such an absolute blast at Turner Field that I cannot wait to tell you guys all about it. Uh, Before we get into that, though, I want to give just a little bit of background into uh, uh, Turner Field. So the Braves actually played in Fulton County Stadium uh, from about 1990, I'm sorry, from 1966 to 1996. The braves had spent time previously in milwaukee and before that in boston but uh, they found a home in atlanta in 1966 and have been there ever since uh in the 1990s i think you know we all remember the stretch of 14 straight division titles that the braves won from i believe it was 91 to 2005 um culminating with only unfortunately one series ring for these guys in 1995 And the last year that they actually spent at the old Fulton County Stadium. Uh, in 1996, they refitted, basically, an, an Olympic stadium that they had built uh, for the Olympics in 96 to now become the sole use of the Atlanta Braves. And, uh, you know, I, I'd been to this this park uh, in the 90s, not for a game, but I'd, I'd been to this park and kind of uh, toured it and looked around, and I liked it. It, it was nice, but I feel like my, my opinion of it was colored by watching games on television back in the 90s and being unbelievably frustrated that here was a team that was winning division title after division title and not filling their ballpark. Uh, sitting up in, in Michigan watching my Tigers at the time struggling year after year to really put together any string of victories, it was something that really disappointed me and, and really gave me a negative view of fans down here in Atlanta. I am happy to say that I was wrong. Uh, now, maybe I was right in the 90s, but in 2013, who boy, is this a different place to watch a game, and it is fun. Uh, this was the first place where I actually encountered tailgaters. Uh, in the stadiums that I've been so far, really, I've been one of the first people that's, that's been at the gates. You know, I I show up a couple hours uh, before first pitch, about maybe half hour, 45 minutes before the gates open just to snap some photos and hopefully try to meet some other super fans. But I've really been kind of left wanting, you know, there really haven't been a lot of other fans that I can chat with. Well, that was not the case here in Atlanta. One of the parking lots is located where the old Fulton County Stadium used to be. Actually, they have the uh, spot where Hank Aaron hit number 715, and they've got the little spotlight there and a piece of the wall there, which is really nice sitting in, in the parking lot. But also in the parking lot, I ran into several tailgaters that had gotten to the stadium around 1, 2 o'clock in the afternoon for a 7 o'clock start time. I was very, very excited to see this, and especially after my experience at Marlins Park, I just felt reinvigorated. And I bounced around from tailgate to tailgate, and I ended up chatting with a group of young kids. Uh, I say kids, you know, early twenties, late teens, um, who you know have a, have a renewed passion for the game of baseball and for these Atlanta Braves with the Upton brothers coming over, and just you know, these guys are playing well, and and people are excited. One of the more promising things that I saw here is something that I've been missing out on, on a lot of the other ballparks, which is a big population of 20 somethings, you know, and most of the parks that I've gone to, it's primarily families with small young children, which is obviously wonderful. And I'm a big proponent of, of bringing the family out to the ballpark and you've got your old timers, you know, who've been around for 50, 60, 70, 80 years, and I'm sure the from listening to me, you know that I adore talking to you know an old timer. If I can talk to someone about nineteen fifties, nineteen sixties baseball, or even earlier, I'm absolutely in heaven. But it's that middle, you know, uh, portion there, uh, mainly twenties and early thirties, that I've really been missing out on. Uh, in D.C., I saw a handful here and there, but really in D.C., even it was thirties it was and forties that that I was running into mostly. So the fact that I saw huge pockets of, of 20-somethings tailgating before the game and 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 actually enjoying the game uh, uh, when, when the first pitch time came around where they weren't just there for the social aspect, which you're always welcome, but these guys actually knew the game, loved the game, followed the game, and were excited about the game. That gives me hope for the future, you know, because for all the kids that are coming and, and creating these memories with their parents, we're going to lose a percentage of them. You know, baseball can't really – there's – there's. people come in and out. You know, I've got friends of mine who grew up diehard baseball fans, and every couple of years or so, I see another one of them drop off and, and get interested in something else. But there's so many distractions these days that baseball sometimes can take a back seat. But the fact that I saw so many 20-somethings hanging out at Turner Field really gave me a lot of hope. Um, you know, like I said, I was feeling a little bit down – after the last uh, uh, stadium there in Miami, and this absolutely um, sparked a fire under me. Uh, before the game, you know, after the after the tailgating, I made my way into the into the park, and you know these guys had a drum line. They had a live concert that was playing there in the concourse. Um, you know their Hall of Fame that they have. That is something that I highly recommend. You know, um, I still think Tampa's Hall of Fame. Is probably a little bit better but what they got here in Atlanta which is pretty unique is they have a a train that you can walk in in the museum that you can kind of uh, step inside of and get a real feel for how the the old-timers used to travel you know how back before planes and even buses were the norm um, these guys went from city to city in trains, you know, overnight, and they would cram themselves in a little compartment. And and that's how they drove from ballpark to ballpark. And, you know, there's a part of me that absolutely romanticizes that. And I was honestly thinking about doing this entire tour via the train, the logistics of that were going to be absolutely maddening. So unfortunately, I had to, to uh, rely on a car. But you know, there's something about Arriving to a, a baseball game inside of a train that just makes, I don't know, it just feels right to me. So the fact that here in Atlanta, you can kind of just take a look at, at how these guys used to get, get around is, it's a pretty cool aspect of, of the field. Now, as I was mentioning earlier, in the 90s, nobody showed up to these games. And when they did show up, no one really seemed that interested in, in making noise inside the stadium. Things could not have changed anymore. Um, this was just a Friday night game um, against the Giants, who, sure, they're the defending World Series champions, but they're not division rivals. There's not really, there really isn't much of, an, uh, uh, of a history between the Giants and the Braves that people would come out to the park for. But with that being said, there were 45,000-plus people that were at this game. Not only were there 45,000-plus at this game, not many of them filtered out in the 8th or the ninth inning. You know, even though, sadly, their team got blanked 6 to nothing, you know, they didn't really have much to cheer for, these guys stuck around, and they had a good time. Now, maybe that could be the fact that after the game, there was a pretty nice fireworks show with, once again, another live concert on the field. But still, I mean, I've been to fireworks games before, and, you know, you're going to lose 10, 15, 20,000 people regardless, especially if your team is you know, getting getting beat as badly as the Braves did for this game. But I'm telling you, you know, there's, there's some photos of it on the site. The fans stayed. And, you know, it's not just about the game on the field, you know. It, it's something that I've, I've been discussing in a lot of these podcasts is that you can't expect everybody to come to this stadium, any stadium really, and sit in their seats for the entire nine innings. I get it. It's long. It's hot. If you're not completely engaged with every single pitch – I understand. The the baseball is boring phrase that you hear from I'm sure you've heard it from your friends and family or, you know, it's it's everyone says it, you know, and, and I don't blame people for think for, for thinking that. Um, I personally do not think it's boring. I feel like, you know, once you get to know a little bit more about the game, it's one of the more complex and fascinating games and pretty much every single pitch there are so many variables at play that I don't know. I mean, I, I could never be bored at a baseball game, but for those who, who do find it boring, you got places like Turner field who are doing a really great job of making sure that there is always some form of entertainment for the casual fan to take part in. You've got the giant Coke bottle that's up in center field, uh, on, on the upper deck, which is kind of a cool little photo op. And obviously you've got the big, uh, if you've never been there, there's photos on the site of the giant Edith Ann chairs, basically, uh, from the old Lily Tomlin bit on SNL. If you are old enough to remember that, I'm not sure if I just dated myself there, but you've got a big giant red chair, Coke bottle chairs that you can sit in and have a nice photo op. You got a great view of downtown Atlanta that you can see from the top of the stadium. Here's a more current reference for you walking dead fans. You can really feel like you're fighting off the zombies as you look over the downtown Atlanta area. But, uh, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm feeling energized right now. That this this park was such a great place to watch a ball game, even in a six to nothing drubbing. You know, even when the home team was getting killed, the people in the stands that I was talking to, sure, they were a little bit frustrated, but they were hopeful. You know, and and I think that you know their last division title was was eight years ago. You know, 2005 was the last time that they were standing on top of their division, and I think after 14 years of dominance, they got a little complacent. Well, that complacency is no more. You know, I sat in the stands, and I will admit that I got caught up in everything, and I joined the rest of them doing the tomahawk chop. In most stadiums that I'm going to, if your team is getting blanked, you're really not that excited. There's not much for you to cheer about. There's not much for you to get up for. But in the late innings of this game, these guys were cheering on their hometown team, and they were making sure that they tried to get a couple runs across the board, and they were, and they were, they were doing their best. No, look. This is baseball. You're going to lose a lot of games, so it's not that big of a deal. But the fact that they lost six to nothing, and this this fan base really still still uh, stayed out there and supported them, it warmed my heart. Uh, before the game, I ended up meeting with, uh, as I said, a group of 20-somethings that were tailgating. And uh, I just chatted with them a little bit about what brought them to the game and kind of uh, what they feel about Turner Field. And I just wanted to get the youth's perspective. You know, most of the interviews I've had on this this podcast so far are some older fans. So I was really excited to finally meet some people who were, uh, like I said, late teens that, you know, came to the ballpark. They, they had just four of them. And yeah, uh, so... Uh, Why don't you take a listen to my chat with them? It's only a couple of minutes, and uh, we'll be right back. So I'm standing outside of Turner Field, and this is the first time on my tour thus far that I've encountered tailgaters for a baseball game, which I'm very excited to talk to. Uh, A couple of young Braves fans. Uh, Your name is? Delvin Zorda. Drew Fincher.
2: Taylor Cook.
0: All right, guys, so you're all Braves fans, and you were telling me you've been Braves fans your entire lives. Can you tell me, you know, just very briefly, what your first experience was coming out to Turner Field? Uh, my first experience
1: was when I was, like, I want to say probably – I remember, like, I was, like four. Before I was even in school, my grandma brought me to a game one night, and Ryan Clusco hit a
0: walk-off home run, so it was probably the best game I ever remember, ever. So I loved it. Very nice. How about you? My, f- my first time, Johnny Estrada got ch- trucked at home plate – by, I want to say they were playing the Angels, but ever since then, that like been a Braves fan ever since. All right, and how about you?
2: I don't remember any players, but as we were coming up when I was really young, my whole family would come out and we would tailgate and we'd just watch the game. Everybody would eat, my parents would just drink, we'd have a good time. That is
0: amazing, you know, I, it is crazy to me. Like I said, I, so far this is my seventh stadium thus far and I haven't really seen tailgaters. What do you think it is about Braves fans that brings you guys out? I mean, what time did you guys get to the game today?
2: We got here about an hour ago. It's probably, I don't know what time it is now, but, yeah. Yeah, we got here about three-something.
0: So getting uh, three-something and saying it again? We got here a little late, too. We were waiting for her to get ready. <laughs> <laughs> so, I
1: mean, we try to get here early just to enjoy the atmosphere.
0: Yeah, see, and that is absolutely, the, the word you just used there is perfect. The atmosphere here is really perfect. This really welcomes you to the ballpark, and this makes me excited to see a baseball game. So, oh, go ahead and your second
2: there's yeah, there's nothing else to do around here right now. So it's baseball season. Might as well come to Turner Field and enjoy it.
0: <laughs> no, that is excellent. So so, what is your favorite aspect of Turner Field? And you know, if you've been to any other ballparks, how do you think this compares? I know, take your homerism off. That it's your Braves. You know that that, that this is your favorite team. But as far as just different stadiums are concerned, is there anything that you think you guys do just much better than than someone else?
1: Well, I mean, I can't really say because I've only been to I've been to uh, Tropicana. I mean, Tropicana, I didn't really like because it, it was kind of a dome. You didn't get the the whole outside feel and all that stuff. And I know that our screen's the biggest screen that
0: we have out, but like when they show like the players' names and all that stuff. So, I mean, I think that's pretty neat, but. How about you? No? You haven't really been got, gotten to a lot of other stadiums yet?
2: I've never been to any other stadium besides Turnfield. So. That's
0: actually, that's all right. That's, that's that's kind of nice. You guys are still young. How about you? Have you been to any other stadiums?
2: Yes. The st- stadium in Orlando doesn't even compare. The one in Orlando, the fans just aren't the same. They sit there and watch the game, they clap here and there, but Braves fans here at home, they go insane. Like when somebody scored, when they. When they when they get that home run, like it goes insane versus Orlando. They clap a little bit here and there, but home is where it's at.
0: Alright, so with that then, do you have any words of advice for me as uh, this is my first game ever at, at Turner Fields or something that I need to do? Uh I would just say try some of the food. I mean I know they got some crazy food in there. I was looking at it. I
1: can't remember what it was called, but just try some of the food. I know they got like a crazy sausage dog in there. Just try it, man.
0: I love the food. Uh what about you? I'm just going to say go braise and chop until your arm falls off. <laughs> and uh, any advice for me? So basically it's my first time at, at the stadium. Is there anything special I need to do at the stadium?
2: Okay. Um, definitely watch the Upton brothers. They're pretty good. And try the food. The food's great. And it's just the atmosphere. Just enjoy being around all the people. All right.
0: Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. So there you have it. That's three young kids who have a lot of joy in their hearts and a lot of excitement in their voice about the Atlanta Braves. That just gets me super excited about the future of Atlanta baseball. Uh, Now, I mean, you heard a lot about uh, the food that, Turnerfield Field has to offer in that little clip there. And to be fair, I caught these kids a little bit off guard. We were just hanging out uh, at a tailgate and I asked them if I could ask them a couple of questions for the podcast. So they really didn't have time to formulate their thoughts. But that being said, the food at the park was pretty good. Uh, I ended up having a burger, which you can check out a picture of on the, on the website. And it's this hamburger where I guess the way that they do it is they uh, cook them 24 at a time. And uh, if you are the 25th person, you are out of luck, and you're going to have to wait for the next batch to go ahead and get uh, uh, get cooked up for you. But it was absolutely worth the wait. Um, and just a little tip, there's the main... Uh, a stand that, uh, you can see where it's right next to all the misting areas and, uh, the cool down areas on the main concourse. But if you walk around towards center field, you'll see a smaller stand, a smaller vendor sells the same burgers, not nearly as long of a line, but enough about the food. The stadium was tremendous. Um, you know, the stadium was something that I was not expecting to have as much fun as I did. Um, uh, as I said, the Giants did end up winning the game six to nothing, which was uh, disappointing for the home team. But if you heard Drew talk about it at the end of the clip there, uh, I think he said uh, one of the things that I need to do with this park is chop until my arm falls off. Uh, I was pretty impressed that even down six nothing, the nearly sellout crowd of forty five thousand plus, they were chopping until their arms fall off. You know, they were they were getting into it. They were yelling. They were screaming. And They are trying their best to cheer on their home team for victory. So, I mean, look, it's been said that every team's going to win 54. Every team's going to lose 54. It's what you do with the other 54 that matters. And I just happened to catch a game where one of those 54 losses occurred. But um, I genuinely had an absolutely wonderful time at this ballpark. And the the days of the 90s are over, ladies and gentlemen. Um, You definitely need to go and check out this park. Uh, They got a great Hall of Fame, like I said. The atmosphere is just really quite tremendous uh the drum line was so much fun afterwards they had a great fireworks show and thus far it's the only place that i've been where there was actually live music on the field that was scoring the fireworks show so that was pretty unique and and that was pretty exciting um but honestly it is kind of about the baseball you know right now we're in a bit of a braves resurgence so it's a it's an exciting team to watch but turner field really does put on a good product um after the last uh, couple of disappointing games in Florida, I was beginning to get a little bit frustrated, but, well, boy, did this thing bring me back in a big, bad way. Uh, this this stadium was, like I said, I, I think i probably overused this word one too many times in this podcast, but there's a reason why I am. I mean, it was fun. That's it. Pure, unadulterated fun. From the moment I got there until the moment I got home, I didn't want to leave, you know? Um, that rarely happens when the home team is getting bludgeoned so badly, but what they've done at this field is really something that, that you need to be there to see. Uh, obviously I recommend going in May and June, maybe early July because Atlanta can get pretty hot, but Hey, I can't complain about the sun cause I'm the guy that doesn't like roofs over my head. So when it's 95 degrees plus you go ahead and crack a beer, you eat some ice cream, you throw some ice in your hat or down your shirt and, it's part of what makes baseball great. So next up, I am leaving Atlanta, and I am heading to the Midwest, and uh, I'll be ch- catching up with the uh, the Cardinals and the Royals in back-to-back games. So my next episode, I believe, is Busch Stadium. Uh, as always, check out the website at roundingthird.net. Follow me at roundingthirdmj on Twitter. Um, yeah, if you got any questions for me, Um, you can go ahead and email me at rounding third podcast at gmail.com. Uh, on the website, I do have a couple of postings that are talking about how I came up with the schedule and where I'm staying and kind of some of the more, uh, uh, logistical aspects of putting together a 30 stadium tour. Um, if you've got any questions about the tour itself, please feel free to, to shoot me an email anytime. I'd love to talk you through how to do one of these yourself one day, because, uh, I'll tell you the truth. I'm having the time of my life so far. This is something that I don't know if I'm ever going to have more fun in my life. Exploring the country, watching some baseball, reconnecting with my roots. This has been really fun. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode of the Rounding Third Podcast. So join me next time as I continue to round third, heading for home. The home base for the Clubhouse podcast is the Bergino Baseball Clubhouse located at 67 East 11th Street in New York City. Seriously, folks, this is without a doubt my favorite baseball spot in the country. From the baseball-inspired artwork on the walls to the one-of-a-kind memorabilia for sale and the amazing baseball fans that are just hanging out on the bleachers inside the store, this place is the best. If you can't make it into Bergino's in person, please visit bergino.com. And pick up a gift for your father, your mother, your brother, your sister, really anybody in your life, or even just yourself. If you can make it in, make sure you mention the podcast and you'll get a free bag tag with any purchase. You can follow Anthony and I individually at Rounding Third MJ for me and at Albino Kid for Anthony. Thank you so much for listening. Have an awesome week.